Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is another episode of the you need to know from Agvisor Pro. So Agvisor Pro is an app that connects people in agriculture face-to-face, regardless of location. It delivers instant answers through a network of expert advisors. Who would some of those expert advisors be? Well, <laughs> two of those are yours truly on the you need to know segment of Agronomist Happy Hour podcast. There we go. That's all you need to know. <laughs> so the best part about this, guys, is we're taking questions right off the app, and we're just going to deliver it to you how you need to know it. So this week, a question on the app that came in was, what is your preferred management strategy for kosha and soybeans? And Ooh. Yeah. I thought, boy, if that isn't more of a North Dakota or Manitoba type question. Yeah. Oh, it's everywhere. Yeah. Well, Montana, South Dakota. Yeah. As you, as you go, go west of that uh, Red River Valley, kosher becomes a dominant weed and it's in a lot of soybean systems. And so this is actually a really good one to talk about. Right. And that's, and that's how I, I mean, I'm going to, I get that on the app. I'm going to do is I'm going to reply back to the question, which is an advisor you can do. And my, my first thing is like, what system are you using? Okay. Are you using extend, extend flex, enlist, roundup ready two, conventional? Because that's the whole, we got to figure that out. All of them to me, there's, there's one common denominator. And then I'll, I'll start going through them by the list of here's what I'm going to do with this system, this system here and there. Well, let's start with that common denominator. I, I know where you're going with this. The common denominator, even if you have excellent post-emergent options with those different systems, it's a pre-emerge, right? You got to start with a good foundation. And and I mean, now we, we're talking yours and I's wheelhouse on kosher. So, I mean, what's the active ingredient that we need to be looking at? That would be sulfentrazone, Mr. Expert. <laughs> <laughs> so... So, so you heard it there. Yeah, you have to start with sulfentrazone. So, if that's your authority line of products, if that's Spartan, Spartan Charge, uh, blanket. I'm trying to think. There's, there's a lot of generic sulfentrazone out there too. But mind you, it has sulfentrazone as the active ingredient. Yep, that's the preferred one, I guess. Uh, you can you know, also use fumioxazine, but that is that's better than doing nothing right it, it'll hold it's probably more of a fall uh scenario than a spring and actually but, this is a good like check back on our episode of brian jinx right that would be a really good one he lays out a great explanation of why flumi is better in the fall versus the spring particular for kosher yeah so you got to have that base you also got to do well on your burn down if you have any kosher that has emerged which if you've been following anything on Twitter, you know that that's already happened here in the end of March. Yeah. What was it? I saw Lee Breeze on Twitter had been scratching the surface and he had to just bring the unfortunate reality is that Kosha is starting to emerge in the countryside, North Dakota. It's like, thanks. Now everyone's yeah. now the rest of the consulting world's going, oh, I, I got to get out and start looking. <laughs> got weeds emerging. Well, there was, uh, I forget the gentleman's name. He's up in Canada in uh, Saskatchewan or Alberta, I can't remember, but uh, what was interesting is he said last year, it was uh, April 16th when he found his first stuff. And this year it was the 28th of March. Oh, wow. Yeah. So here we, here we go. And that's going to play into what else is going to go in to that mix. If you've already got 
products up. And if it's a Flumi, if it's a sulfentrazone, if you're also contributing some metribuzin in that, maybe your burn down is glyphosate add-in, maybe it's Paraquat, it's going to be those extra things to help out and your adjuvant package. Right, you're gonna right. Wanna... I was just going to say adjuvant, huge deal. You need, you need an oil adjuvant to make those group 14 products especially work. And I think that's something that gets missed on a lot of people. They, uh, they get caught up that there's so many things going in the tank mix. And if you've got weeds that are up and growing already and you're doing your spring burn down or you're already seeded and now you're doing the burn down, if yep. you want to get some extra activity, get an extra kicker to that paraquat or glyphosate or whatever you're using, and, and you have authority in the tank or you have sulfentrazone in some fashion in the tank, by gosh, get a methylated seed oil in that tank. It makes that herbicide look totally different. Yep. And and it's and there's other things too where well, carrier volume that you're going to use. Uh, you also have the option if you have Extend or ExtendFlex to use some dicamba in that burn down. Right. Right. Which, which will help out that that's the biggest thing right up front. I don't, I don't care the system. It's, it's making sure that you're going to get a good start. And then after that, it is just going through the specifics of each traded soybean and what you're doing, but what the pre does, we had this, when you and I had a meeting this past week, just talking about it, you reduce your population. Number one, number two, when your residual wears out, you have smaller weeds to be applying with your post-emergent on. You don't have big kosha. And that's where a lot of the problems come in is that that's uh, coverage and bigger weeds. And it's a rate thing then. So if you want to do the best thing possible, foundation pre, do uh, adjuvants that help it, products that go in that help that that help you burn down and then start doing the best thing with your post emerge options right. in season. Right. Exactly. There's so many things that pre does to help your post. So we pivot from a strong foundation, assuming that that's the number one plan and it should be the number one plan is to start with a strong foundation with Solventor zone with tank mic partners, get that stuff burned down good. And then we pivot to post emerge. And again, we said there's a lot of different programs out there, right? There's the Extend, Extend Flex, Enlist, Roundup, Roundup 2, Conventional. There's there's a lot of choices out there, but let's start with the most obvious. Um, let's let's go right to this Extend and Extend Flex thing. Yeah, personally, that's my choice uh, for Kosha. Uh, and and uh, I've had good luck with uh, using Dicamba on Kosha. Uh all my fields get a pre burn down. So it's really helping me out and then just doing the best thing you, you can with that. And I, and we've got areas I've got kosher that's resistant to dicamba. So I'm, I'm one of the things I'm doing is keeping my rate up and uh, paying attention. I mean, there's a lot of details that you have to do. I mean, VRA, DRA, all that kind of stuff, but it's just being diligent. We got cutoff dates uh, all those type of things. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things you have to follow when you're applying dicamba and soybeans. And so I hope number one is you read and follow label directions and you abide by the label law on the dicamba and things. And so unfortunately, that's more complicated and we're not going to fit that into 15 minutes of discussion. No. But, but know that more carrier volume to get better coverage because you're using bigger droplet-making nozzles with bigger droplet-making drift retardant agents are a must. 
So you have to be using large water volumes. You should be using absolute full rates of the labeled dicamba products. Don't skimp on that. That makes a huge difference. Jason and other consultants in his area are starting to experience issues where dicamba isn't working. That comes from lower use rates and trying to squeak by on a smaller price tag. So just remember when they say full rates, they're saying it for a reason. So so tackle that. And and if you're an extend system, I mean that's that's what you're doing now. There's this advent of extend flex where this kind of layers in another just total domination kicking that can be handed to Kosha in my opinion. So if you just laid out your strong foundation and then you gave whatever came up a strong dose of dicamba and glyphosate and it's pretty weak and it ain't handling things so well. And let's say you can get a hold of some Liberty herbicide or a generic glufosinate. That that might be the bigger issue this year is can you get it for your extend flex beans? We're going to be up front. That might not happen. Or it probably won't happen. And hopefully we're yep. wrong. Hopefully yep. by the time you get to second pass and beans, you've got the option to get some Liberty. That would be great. Yep. And that's how I would do it with, I would have my decamba first. I would have my Liberty later because it op- your window of opportunity is wider. Uh, but the key to Liberty, of course, is still small weeds because it's a contact product. So now you have to adjust on how you deliver that. And if we move slightly off of that into an enlist system, uh, my preference, if kosha is come through or started to come through that pre Liberty is my first option. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hammer that stuff down. And then uh, I can have my backup with that at two four D. but I still, but I still got to treat Liberty, right. I still have to do the best thing for that. And we experienced a lot of low humidity this last year. And people are like, oh, man, my Liberty performance was terrible. Well, we just have to pay attention to some environmental factors. We realized how important humidity was in uh, Liberty applications. Right. And this year is already shaping up to be a better year climate wise than it was last year. I mean, I've said this a few times this week to other people I've had in off base conversations, not us, not on this podcast, but the temperatures overall are a lot lower than they were a year ago today. I mean, we have already experienced 80 and 90 degree weather last year in our drought of 21. So it feels like that humidity condition and the things that really make Liberty kick and make it really work well, I think are going to go into our favor this year. But it doesn't mean you should ignore those things. Just remember, lots of water volume, sunny days, AMS, they all make a big difference in how Liberty works. When you transition from that into your conventionals or uh, uh, I should back up roundup ready twos or roundup ready ones, things get tougher because now you're, you're more limited. And to some degree, some of it's geography wise, uh, what you can use probably the most common product to use is uh flex star yep. And there are some rate and geographical restrictions that's the first thing I'm going to apply. I'm not spraying Roundup first and then coming in with that product later because I'm a, it's a size again on kosha. It's all about small weeds. So yep. if you got you get kosha that comes through that pre, first thing you got to do is hammer that stuff down. And that's a you know group 14 PPO. And what you need is just, a lot just of the same things. Yeah, just like your flumioxazin, yeah. just like your sulfentrazone, just like your pre-emerge group 14 herbicides. Now you have a post-emerge group 14 herbicide. You need methylated seed oil. 
That yeah. is what's going to make this thing really stand out differently. Now, and it's a contact herbicide when you're Water doing volume. this. So coverage is absolutely key. So small it's, weeds. Yep, small weeds. And that big anti-drift nozzle that you may have been using in an extend soybean or or even an enlist soybean, something that you're trying to reduce drift, you need to bring that nozzle back to something that's more like a AIXR, a Guardian Air, uh, other yep. types of flat fans that maybe have a hybrid air induction in them. There's other brands, but something that has more coverage, something that has a coarse to medium droplet size, and you can get a lot of drops out there to cover things. So it's the oil and coverage. And even, even so, if you do those things, if that kosha has any size to it at all, you're probably not going to get it. It's, it's not a, it's not a sure bet, but if you started with a strong foundation and all the kosher was small. You could come in with Flexstar, and that's going to be your best option in a conventional or Roundup soybean scenario yep. to try to get kosher. The, the options you get past there all progressively suck a little more than yep. the next one on, on kosher. Don't call these experts anymore after that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. And for your information, uh, we'll post uh, links and things, but... Uh, North Dakota State University's weed guide, which everybody has multiple copies of, this year kosher is the weed of the year. And there's a lot of good information on page 134, which we will provide to you that you can go through and just touch up on, refresh on this weed. Because it's going to be, I think, high pressure this year. Oh, we all- with, without, a, without a doubt, we got our butts handed to us by that weed. In North Dakota this last year. And I know it was the same in South Dakota and it was the same in, in Montana. And, and, uh, I'm sure the same thing in the provinces that, that deal with kosher. It, it's yeah. just a troublesome weed. And so there's some excellent resources out there in North Dakota state. Now, Jason mentions 134 that lays out some great kosher biology and management, but that North Dakota crop protection guide or the North Dakota weed control guide, excuse me, is an excellent resource and all throughout there are great resources if you're looking particular at soybeans, if you're looking at particular products and efficacy on weeds. Great, great information yep. in that guide of, to look up. Lots of crops. Uh, you can go through and, and find kosher options on just about anything. Anybody listening will grow uh, in our listening dominant area, I guess. so. And for the most part, you can follow some stuff uh, on here. Uh, our Twitter page is the hashtag Crush kosher. We'll be posting different things during the season as well. So that is part of some of the you need to know from AgVisor Pro and the questions we get. And we'll post them and then we'll give you our feedback. So just like that, everyone, that's it for this week. And just remember, crush kosher. Smoke it. Let's go. See ya.